Greetings, everyone, and welcome to our inaugural 2023 edition of the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. I'm Sandy Clough, of course, as always, alongside Coach Carl as uh, the Pioneers pick up after the holiday break with a two-game home series this weekend against Alaska, Friday night, 7 o'clock puck drop, Saturday night, 6 o'clock. Both games can be heard on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Uh, DU last in action, of course, way back three weeks ago on December 16th and 17th with 5 nothing and 5-4 wins over Lindenwood. Three-week layoff coach uh, following a seven-game winning streak. Uh, any concerns I hear sometimes, particularly from college basketball and sometimes from even college hockey coaches, that uh, the holiday layoff can be a little bit bothersome. Maybe the practices when you finally reconvene are a little bit ragged. What have you found to be the case with your group? Yeah, I think um, for us actually have really liked our practicing this week. Um, I think you expect the first day to be a little bit, the, the execution level not to quite be there, but the excitement to be back and the effort level is generally very high. And um, I would say that's how it was on Monday for us. And you try and build a practice where, you know, it's a little simpler and they're going to be able to have some success. And then um, the last two days I thought have been really good. Um, again, the guys are, I think they're, they're excited to get back at it, uh, to try and pick up where we left off and a very engaged group. And, um, you know, I think there, there certainly can be sometimes a holiday layoff, especially if you're playing on say like the 27th or the 28th, um, like the GLI happened this year, but, um, you know, our first game's not till the 6th of January. Um, you're, you're a little further removed from the holiday and, um, you know, I think a little bit more raring to go and, and you can get past that holiday layoff and we'll see on Friday night, um, <clears throat> obviously playing a team that, that did play last weekend against Notre Dame. Yes. So they've, they've got those two games out of their system and, um, you know, but I, I, I would expect us to be pretty good, um, given the excitement level of, of how the guys have been in practice and, um, and wanting to get back at it from the break. Spoke mainly of the psychological condition of your team, which seems to be very good. Uh, why wouldn't it be coming off uh, a hot stretch prior to the holidays? Uh, but uh, physically, what kind of shape is your team in? I know you felt against Lindenwood, you're about as healthy. You're missing Barons at the World Juniors, obviously, but you're about as healthy otherwise as you've been all year. Does that more or less remain the case? Yep, it does. Um, yeah, obviously, Sean will play um, today uh, yes. on Thursday in the uh, in the bronze medal game, and then uh, he'll be due back uh, tomorrow afternoon on Friday, and we'll have conversations with him and and see you know what we believe his availability to be. But everyone else, yeah, very we're healthy. Um, it's been nice, you know. Prax's been all fifteen forwards, all seven D that are here, and all three goaltenders. So. Um, again, that's helped the level of practice and the competition and um, all of those types of things. You were missing actually several players, at least for a time. And against Lindenwood, you have the opportunity to play some guys who normally 
either don't play or don't play nearly as much. Uh, for example, goaltender Matt Davis played in both games, uh, Friday night and uh, Saturday night, got his first shutout on Friday night. How did you assess the performance of some of those guys that you integrated into your lineup and uh, seemed to hold up uh, from a novice point of view, seemed to hold up pretty well, produced for you. Yeah, I mean, it was primarily obviously Maddie and then and then the decor, um, you know, not having Shy and Sean. So, uh, you know, gave Lucas and Kent Anderson, Lucas Olvestad and, and Lane Krenzen an opportunity, um, you know, to get some more quality minutes. And I thought it was a good experience for them. And uh, generally speaking, they, they did very well with it. So um, I thought it was, again, a real good thing for the group. And obviously we had the option to uh, play Shy and, and Jack on Saturday. We, we right. chose not to do that. Um, and, you know, again, I think that was a good thing for the growth of our, our team and um, the development of some other individuals. And um, certainly Shy and Jack will be back in the lineup um, this weekend, and and we look forward to having them back as as they are difference makers, you know, in our five on five play, and and also on the power play. Quickly to review the two games, uh, I know there were a while back. I had to refresh my memory, and I was at both games, but uh, five to nothing Friday night, uh, power play goal. As we mentioned, Davis's first shutout, thirty four nineteen shot on goal differential, five different goal scores. Uh, Lemire got his first goals at Collegian. Uh, Bros and Benning had multi-point games. Uh, that went pretty much according to the script. Very solid performance. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, there weren't a lot of holes in our game, and um, you know, I think that that's that was a good thing to see. We we were pretty patient and uh, disciplined within our our style of play and our structure and. Um, that was a, a really good thing to see. And um, it was good to see, you know, different guys scoring. Maddie played great when called upon. And um, yeah, it was a, was a really good game for us. Saturday night, uh, a little bit different. And maybe your attention to detail defensively, uh, not quite as good as it had been on uh, Friday night, certainly tighter game. You led most of the way, uh, but it was 4-4 with 2.27 left when uh, your captain, Justin Lee, scored the game-winning goal from Ozar and Bros. Uh, you outshot them 46-21, a couple of power play goals. Benning had a couple of goals, three of the five goals coming from Benning and Lee uh, on defense. But uh, there were some defensive lapses, particularly in the third period when you had a 4-2 lead. Yeah, there absolutely was. And, um, you know, I think you felt as the weekend went on, the, the lack of detail. Um, you know, started to become apparent and, you know, that was disappointing for sure um, to see that. And, um, you know, I, it, it's, it's not a surprise per se, um, you know, but certainly it's not what we wanted the third period on Saturday night to be. And, um, you know, that's a lesson that, that we can take away. And, um, you know, I think with the teams and the games we have remaining, um, we're certainly not going to be able to get away with that. We're going to constantly be getting pushed and, and challenged. And, um, 
And so I think that's it's more, hopefully more of an anomaly than um, than the norm of, of what is to come and, and who our group is. So unless it becomes a trend, we, we won't be too concerned about it, but certainly we weren't happy with how we finished the weekend. And, and that, was, that was shared to the group uh, before we went on break. And um, as always, we, we try and be upfront and honest with them as to what we're seeing. And um, that's the good, bad, and the ugly. And, and you know, we found a way, but it, it certainly wasn't good on, on Saturday night in the third period. Benning led all NCHC players in the month of December with 10 points and six games. Uh, I know you're never really worried about his offensive game, but you've spoken before about how his defensive game has grown by uh, leaps and bounds. Uh, at at midseason, uh, I mean, you have a number of uh, contributors who have done uh, fairly remarkable things so far but uh, he might be at the top of the list. He's about as dangerous a player right now, it would seem, as perhaps anybody in college hockey, defenseman, forward alike. Yeah, no, Mike, um, game continues to grow. And I think, you know, early on he was getting chances and um, maybe not necessarily going into the same level or rate that they were last year. And um, you're definitely seeing that now. And, and that's a really good thing um, for our team. And um, he's a player who can, you know, influence the game in a big time way with how many minutes he plays, you know, defensively and offensively. He can have a large impact on, uh, on what's going on with the group. So, um, you know, it's, it's a good thing. And, and he obviously, we need him to continue to uh, do what he's doing for us. And uh, he adds a, a real unique element to our decor and, and to our team that, that allows us to have different weapons and, and be able to have a, a high level of success. We'll talk when we continue on the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl about the upcoming series with Alaska and where DU stands nationally and within the NCHC. That's next as the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. Sandy Clough alongside continues. Stay with us. This is the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl, Sandy Clough alongside. And uh, coach, we'd be remiss not to mention uh, uh, the contributions of uh, uh, Tristan Bros of late. Uh, Tristan has points in six of his last seven games, currently on a four-game point streak. That's a career-long point streak at three goals and five assists. Four-point performance on December 17th against Lindenwood, uh, where uh, he scored uh, three uh, assists during the course of the game, career high. And uh, he seems to be blending in more easily than ever as games go on with uh, your top line, uh, Rizzo and Dornback. Uh, Rose has uh, certainly more than carried his weight on that line. Yeah, he's uh, he's been doing a nice job lately. And, um, you know, it's, I think we've, we've felt the whole time like there would be work to be done with trying to get his game to the level um, that it was in Fargo and, uh, prior to him going to the university of Minnesota last year. And, um, you know, I think to, to his credit, he's, he's working, um, 
to adjust. He is adjusting. He's, he's finding himself and finding some success within how we play. And um, the hope obviously would be uh, that he continues to do that. And, and we believe that he can and, and will. So um, he's shooting more pucks. He's one timing more pucks that you see the confidence um, growing. And, um, you know, again, hopefully it's a sign of, of more to come. Uh, again, we, we felt like the group would be able to develop offensively uh, throughout the season. And, and he's a big part of that. Um, you know, we need him to, to continue what he's doing um, to make our team again, all the more dangerous uh, offensively. Seven points in your last game from that top line, but you also had uh, scoring, uh, whether it be goal scoring or assists from uh, Ozar and Thompson on your uh, uh, other two uh, lead lines and uh, the Capone line, the fourth line uh, played with pretty good energy uh, throughout the weekend, it seemed, and uh, all three defense pairings uh, contributed uh, to the scoring one way or the other. We've talked about your balance as a team a lot, and that continues to be very much in evidence. But you've suggested that you still, even coming off two five-goal games, uh, you still see room for growth offensively as well as defensively. Yeah, I mean, I just think uh, for sure we do. And, and you're always wanting to get better. And I think the, the easy thing to do is to be content. And to say, well, we're three in the pairwise, we're one in the poll. Yeah. Um, you were 16 and four. We, we won last year. Let's just wait till we get to the tournament. We'll just do it again. And um, I think it's really important that we um, have small goals in front of us to continue um, to work at and work toward and um, continue to teach and, and hold players accountable to those things so that uh, because every team behind us uh, is, is trying to chase us They're They don't want us to win again. They um, they're trying to close the gap and, um, and, and it's our job to continue to push and elevate so that, um, you know, we aren't the same team three months from now as we are today. If, if we're that, we're not going to win again. And um, I think a part of, of that is, is trying to become more dangerous offensively. Um, I think our, our decor, our goaltending, um, we've done a nice job integrating our forwards into um, how we play without the puck. And um, certainly we can, we can close more teams out and put games further away um, than we have. We've, we've been in eight one-goal games yeah. um, to date so far. We're 7-1 in those games, and that's great. Um, but, you know, I think – separating from teams in games is is a critical skill that that we need to continue to work at and and, and learn i know the media is going to talk about the fact that uh, this is your best start uh, the first 20 games in 15 <clears throat> years going back to the 07 08 season uh, i take it as a coach you're not telling your players about that uh, very much if at all uh, for the reasons that you just stated uh, it really yeah, doesn't sure. make any difference because it's all about how you look, not in the first week in January, but into March, first, second week in March, you want to be peaking. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think it's, yeah, it, it's important to continue to, um, to get better and, um, you know, not be resting on your laurels. And 
I think complacency is is the ultimate killer to teams who uh, are trying to do something special and and go back to back. So I don't sense that with our group. I I we see I think the lack of scoring, and I shouldn't lack of scoring. I mean we're 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 scoring three and a half goals a game, but yeah. um, so it's not like we're not scoring, but. Um, we, we have an engaged group that is trying to get better at that. There's not a sense of complacency um, amongst the group. And, and that's a really good thing. They're working on the things that we're all in this together and we see where we need to improve to um, be able to elevate and, and continue to separate ourselves. You mentioned the national rankings and just to touch on that briefly, uh, you're number one in the U.S. CHO poll once again uh, this week, followed by Quinnipiac, Minnesota, St. Cloud, and Penn State uh, in the top five. And that more or less mirrors the pairwise uh, rankings where uh, Minnesota's number one, Quinnipiac two, you're three, Penn State four, and St. Cloud five. Is it your feeling that the top five, as opposed to teams ranked six through 10, that there's a little bit of separation? Not a lot, maybe, but a little bit of separation between you folks at the top five and maybe even the six through 10 teams where there might be a slight drop off with BU, Michigan, Merrimack, UConn, Harvard, um, even your um, uh, conference flow, Western Michigan at number 13. Yeah, I mean, I think um, <clears throat> historically to get a one seed, you got to, you know, your RPI number needs to be in the five, eight, the 5,800 number range. And, um, you know, if you go down to seven, be used at 5,706, um, you know, so that's kind of the little bit of the cutoff for, for a one seed. And obviously teams below that could still, you know, Michigan and Ohio state, the big 10, we've talked about it as having a really good year non-conference wise, if they run the table, yeah. um, there's a lot of RPI points there for them to gain. And, and to be able to, to move up. And so um, I think there's a lot of good teams. There's a lot of parity. Uh, certainly if you look at the, the data and the numbers today, um, yeah, and the RPI numbers are, there appears to be a bit of a cutoff or a, a gap between five and six, but the numbers are still really volatile. I mean, Merrimack, you know, just last weekend, they were, they were above us and we're at, we're in the 6,000s um, and now they're down in the 5,800s. So there, there's a lot of room uh, for movement still as, as things solidify. And um, yeah, I look at a team like Providence who we played and I felt like they were a top five team and they're right. a team that could go on a run. UMass swept us, they're at 15. Um, so there, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of really good hockey teams, um, you know, and, and it might be time, <clears throat> might be time for the NCAA in college hockey to start talking about expanding the tournament field um, yeah. because of the level of parity that we're seeing. And I, I don't think there's been an expansion of the tournament since, you know, 2002, 2003 times. So it's been about 20 years. And as programs are adding and, and the level continues to go up, you know, it, it might be time for some of those conversations to be happening because of the quality of teams and the depth of the teams that we have in college hockey right now. We'll come back. We'll talk about Alaska and the games this weekend. And uh, we will uh, um, talk uh, a little bit about the World Juniors and uh, Sean Barron's performance, which has been uh, pretty uh, consistent and solid, as we'd expect 
uh, from Sean Barron's as we continue with Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. Stay with us. Continuing now with the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. I'm Sandy Clef alongside Coach Carl. And again, a reminder that uh, on Friday night at 7 p.m., DU comes out of its holiday break against Alaska at Magnus Arena. Saturday night at 6 p.m., both games can be heard on 104.3, the fan HD3. Uh, we talked about the national rankings. Uh, you're still atop your league, the NCHC, by three points, 23 points through 10 games. Uh, St. Cloud second at 20, and then you have uh, a pretty closely bunched pack, CC 17 points, Omaha 16, Duluth 13, Western Michigan 13, North Dakota 12, and Miami 7. Uh, it would seem as if uh, you and St. Cloud have uh, kind of outdistanced the field uh, at, at this point, but again, you have more than half of your conference season remaining which people need to keep in mind, I suppose. Yeah, we do. And, and I think you, I think our league is at a place right now, whereas if, if we started the season today and, you know, redid all of our non-conference games, I think our, our league record, and we're, we're, we're at 600 or just over win percentage, but I think you'd see that climb to 6,500, um, you know, and I just, the, and my point in that is the league has improved a lot. Omaha's gotten better. Duluth's gotten better. North Dakota's gotten better. Um, you know, Western's obviously very good. So I, I, we see the league improving, and I think it'll make for a really exciting, entertaining second half. And, um, you know, there's a lot of good hockey remaining with 14 league games left after we, uh, we get through the weekend here with Alaska. I want to ask you about Alaska. Uh, are they the best, do you think, of the independent teams, 10-8-2, uh, plus eight goal differential, um, split with Omaha earlier this year, uh, lost 2 nothing on New Year's Day to Notre Dame, but they uh, uh, beat the Irish the night before, uh, won five of their last six. Uh, you've played some independents already. They're pretty good. Are yeah, they the there's, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see that because, they, you know, once – once the conference schedules get going again, the, these six independents, they really all will play each other and they'll hash out, you know, I think that conversation, but they certainly, my viewpoint is they'll be the hardest to play against of, uh, of the, the independents. And um, that's the thing that really stands out to them is their physicality, their puck pressure. Um, they make you earn every inch of ice at their net front along the walls um, you know, and it's going to be a really good challenge. I'm, you know, we're excited to see how our group responds to playing a team like this. We're going to need to be, um, willing to, to win battles and take care of the puck. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a really good challenge for us and a team that, that we know well, I mean, we played them here yes. last year and, um, you know, it was similar truthfully to Lindenwood, you know, they came back in the third, tied the hockey game and, um, and it went to overtime and ended in a tie. So um, their team, they don't, they don't care. They're not scared by anything or anyone. They just, they get after it and they work. And um, it'll be a really good test for our team to see how we manage that and, and respond because they're, they're a bit different than what we've seen this year. But I think we'll be good for the growth of our team. We'll let you run on this, but uh, the Pioneers now have won 19 consecutive home non-conference games 
going back to October of 19, 23, 0, and 2. In the last 25 non-NCHC games at Magnus, dating back to December of 2017, that's quite a five-year mark. How do you explain that? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, Maybe you, you know, don't I want to it, explain it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, because we've, we've had some really good teams in our building. And, um, you know, I think maybe a part of it is is playing in Denver, playing NCHC hockey. We can maybe catch some teams uh, by surprise. But generally, we're, we're very well prepared for non-conference opponents. And um, it, it has been the key to our success, you know, making the NCAA tournament. You know, and I think go back to 1819 and in 1920, where we were, you know, at 500 or just above within league play, but we were, you know, nine and one or, or eight, oh, and two in non conference play. And that gets you a two seed in the NCAA tournament. And so, um, obviously, we, we currently sit at um, eight and two non conference. And, um, you know, your non conference record determines a lot of your your national ranking when it comes to the pairwise. So we put a, a lot of emphasis on it. That's probably a main factor to it. And we talk about the importance of the games and, and then Denver is a hard place to play and our fans do a great job coming out and supporting us. And um, our guys have a lot of confidence playing in our building. We look forward to the games Friday night, seven o'clock puck drop HD three, one Oh four, three, the fan HD three and one Oh four, three, the fan HD three on Saturday, 6 PM start. Uh, Coach, we'll see you this weekend. Good luck. Thank you, Sandy. Appreciate it. And that'll do it for this edition of the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. We'll see you next time.